Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And around the holidays, there's a lot of charming, beautiful music and lovely decor, and everything can be so euphoric, and yet it's not feeling right on the inside. Something feels off, or it feels empty. You're showing up, you're around people, and yet there's moments where you just still kind of feel alone. And it would feel better to be in jammies at home watching Netflix than having to go to one more obligation. I know what that feels like. And I know it can be really hard to either not have family, to have a breakup or a loss or a divorce or um, somebody who's passed away, or your life just not compare where you thought it was going to be by this time. At the beginning of this year, my life started really magical. And then there was a lot of heartbreak. And like many of you, we just keep trudging through. And I kept reassuring myself, probably by the end of this year, it's going to look better. And a lot of things got better and some things got really not better. (laughs) Can you relate? Are there moments in your life that you're like, I am so looking forward to this. And then it doesn't happen or somebody leaves And you're banking on that, looking a certain way, feeling a certain way. And there's something about the holidays that it can just bring up all the hopes, anticipation, all the Hallmark movie type commercial and all the things get wrapped up and it can really hit some of those emotional spaces. Recently, if you follow any of our social media, you are aware that I adopted this most perfect puppy the world has ever seen. He's a cavalier, cavalier poo, cavapoo. And he looks like a golden doodle and he is like perfect incarnate. Uh, doodle babies, Texas as a shout out. I don't benefit from telling you that, but literally the best puppy in the world. So it's Christmas time. It was actually Thanksgiving. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have all these hormones, all these like movies that I'm watching, family time. And in full transparency, I don't have the family I thought I would have by this time in my life, in my career. And there's a lot of heartache and disappointment to just waiting on dreams that are deferred. That God made me a promise over 10 years ago. And he said, stop looking back at what isn't and start thanking me for the man who is your husband. And so I did with diligence. And then time kept passing. And somehow the holidays can each year kind of represent another milestone, another year of waiting on a promise waiting on something that hasn't been fulfilled or watching your life crumble. If something, whether a bankruptcy or divorce or a loss or something just kind of fell out from underneath. And so without realizing it, I, well, I mean, I knew what I was doing, but I'll get to the part that I didn't realize. I impulsively went and bought a very expensive pedigree, fancy puppy. (laughs) I've never had a puppy. I've never had an indoor dog. I've never had a human child. I have no idea the level of responsibility you parents do. I'm so impressed. The irony is I'm an anointed therapist. I can help you with your marriage and your parenting because that's what God is anointed me to do. But in real life, I don't know about you, there may be things you're good at, but it doesn't mean it always translates into your personal life. So I bring home said puppy, perfect puppy. And the moment that the dog got home, I could feel this perfectionism and control. 
Now, on the outside, you know, I try to be pretty self-aware, so I don't think it's translating a lot on the outside, although it probably was. On the inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Guys, I didn't even have a crate or a, like, I don't know what to do with a puppy. I thought it was just going to live in my bed and we would go to work and we would like take it everywhere and it's small, so I'll fly with it and sneak it into church and all the things. And so I found out the world's actually not as built around dog owners as I thought it was in my fantasy of how life is supposed to be versus real life. So I bring the dog home. There is no sleeping. Every two seconds, the dog is moving and barking and growling and chewing something or something else. So I'm putting it here, doing all that. And what I didn't know two weeks in after not sleeping, I also had changed my medication. So I'm on thyroid medication, affects hormones. Um, I had started progesterone because somebody, not a doctor, told me that I should. And so I did. If you don't know, progesterone is amazing unless it's not prescribed and it really affects your hormones. So all of that, right? And then I had a lot of transition unexpected at work happening. So there was like loss and hard conversations and painful things. All will be good, right? Normally, I don't know about you. There's times that you have more resilience than other times. And then you're like, dear God, what is happening to my life? Like normally any one of these isolated, I would be fine. But the multitude of things that happen in a two week period, really like two and a half weeks. And my dad's like, what has happened to you? Like my friends are like concerned because this situation is not happening. And I'm still showing up and going to therapy. And in your life, you're still showing up. Loving your family, going to work, being there for everyone else, getting your chores, your assignments, your responsibilities done. I see you. I know what it's like to give and pour out and it be very lopsided. That a lot of life that we show up and we do the right thing and we're responsible and yet it's exhausting. Do you know there's actually a Bible verse that you get weary in well-doing, that you could be doing the right thing, you're not doing anything wrong, and yet you're getting weary, your soul is tired. And by the end of the year, we've run out of fumes, our own strength, we are tired. And now the holidays, the euphoria, the magic of what Christmas is supposed to be, the idyllic version and yet it's Thursday, it's Friday, it's Monday. We're just living our lives. And the lackluster contrast really can breed discontentment. And so I realized what I didn't at first. You guys, this is very funny. I was reached out by the news network out of the blue. And they said, would you do an interview on the psychology of emotional spending? And I was like, you've got to be kidding because I'm pretty sure that very expensive puppy was emotional spending. So the irony that I'm literally in the middle of this two-week period where everything bad that could happen was going wrong. I'm sleep deprived. My hormones are out of whack. I'm still going to work. I have work stuff and people and transitions and people like it's just life is happening and I'm still having to love and serve and do the right thing and be gracious when it's hard. And I know that you know what that feels like, translated in your life. In that moment when I realized that was totally emotional spending, I wanted to create this euphoric, I have a family and a dog represents a family. And so when I realized, no, actually this puppy doesn't fulfill that. And in your life, maybe your career, it doesn't fulfill something that you were hoping that it would. 
or that ministry or that relationship that you were hoping you could put this person into this place and it would fulfill the gap, the empty space, that things of the past. And so you know what happens is when the fantasy fades and you realize, oh, yet again, this thing that I had hoped would fulfill something, it doesn't. And in that now, there's this chamber of emotion that can surface. So in this Christmas season, if you find that you're more grumpy, irritable, sad, annoyed, depressed, anxious, struggling with sleep, I want you to know that you're normal. I want you to know there is nothing wrong with you. I want you to know that you could know all the right answers in theory and you could love the Lord and you could be a good person and you could be a mentor and a pastor and a leader and a CEO for everybody else. And yet you're still human. And your humanity makes you beautiful. And in those cracks where God gets to fill in in our weaknesses. And if you will allow it, it could be the beautiful transformation, the upgrade that your life has been needing. The Lord showed me that day after day, it was like one trigger after another, that having the dog and all my control issues that normally as a single person, I didn't know I had control issues because I'm always in control. <laughs> so everything is always tidily perfectly. And now my house is messy and crazy and chaotic. And all the parents out there, I see you so much better now than I did before, puppy. <laughs> and I know it's a pale in comparison to what you lived every day. But it gave me a taste for my own control issues. So I was like, thank you, God, for showing that to me. And where we could take discontentment and we can take bitterness and resentment and turn it into gratitude. I think those are those Job moments that I go, Lord, I didn't know that was there. Thank you for showing me my blind spot. Thank you for revealing what I didn't know was down there. About five years ago, I started praying, Lord, would you start doing my premarital counseling? Now, I thought that meant in the next like five months because he was coming any moment. Now, I didn't know that was going to be another five years slash I don't know even in this moment that I'm saying this dot, dot, dot. But I do know the goodness of God. I know that when the Lord made a promise to you, when your heart resonated, you may not have had audible words in your head, but the goodness of God, he will keep his promise, even though it looks so far off. Even though you've tried to fill it with puppies, with food, with work, with relationships, with porn, with shopping, with whatever you have tried to fill it with, I get it. And it's empty unless it's the very thing that God is wanting to give you at the right time when we're ready to steward it. Not that we need to be perfect because I don't believe that. But I do think there's prevention when we partner with the Lord and we ask him, Lord, would you prepare me? Would you go ahead of me and start dealing with my issues in advance? And so by having literally two weeks of hell, while still having to show up for other people, then inside the Lord started showing me my control and grief. That sometimes a delay and a promise that there's just pain when it just doesn't happen for a really long time. And a delay doesn't mean denial, but it still means grief. And then he started showing me big pockets of grief of missing my mom. That some of us, we think that the grief is over. We're not thinking about it consciously. But there's these little memories, little anniversaries that can come back. 
And we can try to fill in with busyness and distraction and other things instead of just letting ourselves grieve. That there's areas in our life that we're not doing the regular maintenance. We stay busy all year long. And I see it for a lot of my clients, myself included, that now the holidays come, we put all this expectation on the season. And then all of our stuff also comes up at the same time because the dam is full. And if we haven't been doing regular maintenance, because we didn't know it was even down there until it gets triggered, now all of a sudden those triggers start to hit around the holidays. And a trigger doesn't have a label, right? It could just be wanting to stay in bed, wanting to isolate, wanting to overdrink, overeat, overmedicate, over whatever, stay so busy that you never go home and you crash at the end of the year because you haven't slept because you're trying to attend every party and never be alone with yourself. I don't know what your version is. But I know that the more that we do the regular maintenance and we let these trials produce beautiful results that's far greater than any trial that we thought could bring, that there's something God is working inside of you and me. And if we allow him, if we give him permission, he can turn beauty from ashes. And so I started to pray about the puppy that I wanted to keep him. He is my ideal dog. Still to this day, I love this dog. I named him Moses David Crawford, by the way, in case you're curious. And I prayed about it and I felt like it's not fair for him as busy and gone as I am traveling, speaking, writing, doing the things. That's not fair that he has to live in a crate his whole life by himself as a single puppy. And so I've started to see in my mind's eye, little kids, like three kids playing with him. And that was a really big decision because it, again, loss, even though it's symbolic, it represents other losses, other disappointments, other breakups, other grief and transitions and adjustments. So it was literally like every area of my life, I could feel loss. And I won't go into all the details on this podcast, but it was literally like if the enemy was trying to hit every single raw nerve one day after another, and I don't know if you've had a season like that, and it was longer than two weeks, just the intense part, you know what I mean? Where it was like one day after another, one trigger after another. And I'm like, I don't even feel like hope. Like it was one of the the second or third times in my life that I'm like, Lord, you could take me home. Like I'm kind of a weakling over here. I know there are people eaten by lions back in the day. They are way stronger. People were like stoned to death. This one, you mess with my emotions and my hormones at the same time. And we're, I'm kind of a pansy, a lightweight, but in all seriousness, I was like, I don't know about this life. Like I'm not suicidal, but I'm like, I'm not a big fan right now. And you may have even had those thoughts. And I want you to know It doesn't mean that this life has no hope. It probably means there's a trigger. And that means there's a conversation that needs to happen. That can be in therapy. At Crawford Clinics, we have phenomenal therapists. That can be with a life coach. That can be with a pastor, a best friend. You can go through an e-course, a workbook. You can set aside time to just journal and process. Do an internal board meeting. If you've done any work on our channel, um, you'll hear me reference that. And we have the Restoring Self-Cohesion Level 1 to help you learn how to do what is an internal board meeting so that you can start stewarding those places of pain. And at the end of this season, I give this dog to a family with three children. Well, I think I did. I, the breeder people said, you know, we're handing them to a 
family with children. And so that was a big decision. And on the same day, one of my dearest friends said that they're transitioning out and it was just one thing after another. And I asked the Lord, like, where are you? Like, I don't understand where you're good in this. And he started to show me a wildfire. And a fire, as much as we try to control them, fire actually kills off what's dead, what is choking life. That when there's too much underbrush, the animals can't feed. That the sunlight can't get to the new little foundlings of little plants. I don't even know if I said that word right. That there's life that needs to happen. And fire, whatever is burned up. And Shannon, what comes out of you in the trial reveals what's already down there. There may be trials you're walking through. And the more you choose to be elegant, to turn the other cheek, to be responsible instead of self-indulgent or self-pity or give in to depression and staying in sweats instead of taking care of your children or doing responsible adult things. We all may need pockets of that, but to continue to get up and live your life and do the right thing, to go to therapy, to be responsible, to take care of your soul so that at the end of it, you get to come forth as pure gold. And at the end of that trial, I felt like the Lord said, I'm so proud of you. And you're coming out as pure gold, like you've been in the refiner's fire. And so right now, whatever you're walking through, whether you've just come through, you are in it, or you're about to go in it, and this is like a, a prepare yourself, it is the most painful dying that brings resurrection and new life. And I felt like the Lord was like, your relationships are imbalanced on purpose. That there's a lot of people in my life that I pour out to. And I'm sure it's the same. If you have kids, if you have aging parents, if you have any human relationship, there's times where it's very imbalanced and we're pouring out and it's easy to get tired and resentful and want to hold back and protect ourselves. And he said, if you look to me as your source, not just in theory, but like if you'll really look to me, and I'm not saying I have this down yet. This is like new, guys. But if you'll look to me, your relationships, as you pour into them, I personally will come and pour back into you. And so right now in this Christmas season, as you've been shopping, busy, cleaning, doing parties, working, taxes, year-end, wherever you're at, if you would ask the Lord to come and fill and refresh you, to heal your heart from some triggers, some grief, failed expectations, delays, that we want to self-medicate. But now, more than ever, if we will bring our authentic selves to the table and let God bring the trial, it's painful, it sucks. Have people around you that are not like Job's friends that make it worse, but people that are like, I love you, I'm lifting you up, I'm praying for you. And I just want to extend a thank you to many of my friends who have walked with me in such beautiful, authentic ways to say, I love you, I see you. And then I put myself back on my thyroid medication for the record, and I got off of progesterone that was not prescribed. Don't tell anyone internet right now that I'm telling. Um, and so I felt like, okay, the trial is over. My hormones cleared up, but the perspective, I could have become really bitter. In many of our seasons, it's tempting to say my relationships are imbalanced. I'm giving constantly and no one's pouring back into me. 
that there's injustice, there's betrayal, there's disappointment, there's grief, there's divorce, there's loss, people die, bankruptcy, whatever situation, it sucks and it hurts and I see you. And I never want it to be invalidating. That's why I share my own story so that you know I'm walking through this as well. But I know the fruit that comes. I know the groundedness that happens on the inside that I feel my roots going deeper. I feel fortified, not perfect. I'm still gonna be human and so are you, but there's beauty that comes from those ashes. The fire burns up what needs to be dealt with anyway. And then we reframe our perspective that we can become bitter and resentful or I can start looking to my true source that I can knowingly know I am pouring more into others than at some seasons they're able to pour back into me. And I choose that. Not as a martyr, not as a codependent, but because it's an investment into people. And as I invest into God's people, then he pours back into us. And I bless you this Christmas season to know that you are loved. You are normal. You're not broken. You're not crazy. Your promise is not forgotten, and we're in it together. In the Unlock You community, we want you to plug in, to be a part of this tribe, to have a voice and a seat at the table. We have incubator groups that we're preparing to launch. We have the Unlock You podcast. We have e-courses. If you'll go to the e-learning page on drshannoncrawford.com. We're going to have all kinds of other things coming out. So get plugged in. We want to link arms with you. No one is perfect here. We're all muddling through the best we can. But I believe there's victory coming for you. I believe that as you sit down, you process, you learn the restoring self-cohesion method, that you can actually start doing the work and experiencing the fruitfulness and enjoy the Christmas season. So at the end of that trial, like Job, <laughs> I'm a little dramatic, okay? Job's was way worse. But in my head, my experience was real, just like yours is real to you. At the end of that, my joy has increased. My peace and confidence and the assuredness that God is good, even though I went through a terrible trial and nothing actually positive changed. Like I don't ha magically have a husband and a family and a dog and, you know, the picket fence. Like none of those things actually change that I want. It's not that our external changes. It's that your internal gets fortified, strengthened. The fire purges things so that new life, new hope, new joy gets to blossom inside of you. I bless you. I honor you. I pray that no matter when you listen to this in whatever year, season, that you would know you are being fought for, that God has angels literally fighting on your behalf for your promise, for your joy, for your healing, for your deliverance. And I just proclaim a blessing over you this Christmas season or spring, or whenever you listen to it, that there would be an extravagant joy impartation that no matter what trial you're in, it is the joy of the Lord that gives you strength, that through the trial, the opposition, the fire, that you come forth as pure gold, and you get to see the goodness of God in the land of the living as you wait upon the Lord. He renews your strength, His promises fulfilled, and that you learn contentment 
in that season and in the waiting and irrespective, you've learned to praise him. And that way your joy is consistent. Your peace is consistent, irrespective of our circumstances. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.